Hey there, party people. I'm Isaac, and I am investigating ring ruins. And I'm Claire, and I am trying to make some kind of magical porridge. And this is... Make, make That, that game. game! Where we pitch the latest, the greatest, new video game ideas that aren't gonna get made. I don't know, we're just, we're just idea people. We're just idea people. We're just here to bring you, the listener, the ideas. And you're here to listen to the ideas. Yeah. You need to be inspired by the ideas. You're making these games. And have a discussion about the ideas. Yeah. Our cat's going wild. Yeah, if she just here... launched herself. Uh, you won't because you won't hear anything. Ideally. That's not our voices. The... <laughs> That's okay. my goal. That's my goal every yeah. time. But is it really a podcast if you don't hear an animal or sirens or... I mean, I I tried to put wolves purring on the podcast, and it didn't even pick it up without any sound editing. Oh, mm. well, we're not anyway, a real podcast. She is launching herself up and down the stairs. Um, yeah. currently, so that's, that's always fun. That's a fun vibe. Um, but yeah, Isaac, this is a podcast where we pitch game ideas. You have a game idea? I do. You look very thrilled about this. Well, you I don't know how thrilled excited about that it. I should be because. Um, if we go back to the episode that I gave the tips on how to come up with game ideas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good episode. Uh, this is the take one aspect of a game mm-hmm. and try to expand it okay. into a full game. But yep. I don't think I've successfully made a full game okay. off of this. So there, a small little indie game came out recently. It's called The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, interesting. Tier- tears, tears of the Kingdom? Yes. Um, oh, not many people have actually no, heard of this. I have it's never by heard a little, of this game it's, before. It's by a solo developer named Nintendo. Nintendo? Um, <laughs> oh, you don't yes. say. Oh, I've uh, never heard of Nintendo. They, yeah, the new on the scene. First first game. But um, <laughs> part of this game is diving off of high places. Yeah, and something a, you love. Assassin's Creed also does this. But none of them get as high as Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. And what you can do with Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is you can control like exactly where you like you're falling from such heights like you can you can get such great vertical distance. Like if you jump off of a sky island, you can end up landing a a multiple miles away. So the the horizontal distance, you mean? Yeah. What did I say? Vertical distance. Yeah. Vertical is like you're definitely going to get vertical distance (laughs) (laughs) if you jump off an island. But yes, you will also get. Yeah, you can get horizontal. All right, I'm going to say horizontal on its own, and you're going to edit that in over where I said vertical. Horizontal. Great. Okay. (laughs) It would be funnier if you just left that entire sequence in. I'm probably going to leave it in exactly Um, as it is. So so the, the idea of this game is that it is about jumping from great heights, and as you fall, there are rings or some sort of, like, track that you're supposed to do so okay falling... sonic <laughs> no like rings that you go through i actually rings don't know how, how rings play into sonic at all so so like you no, know continue. like how in kirby like the kirby yeah. forgotten land you have like the flying courses yeah, where like yeah, yeah. you have to go through or you don't have to but you get bonus points for cl- like going through all the rings like as you fall there's those so like you're supposed to go on a prescribed path like yeah yeah, yeah. um and then you land and like that's that's the level. So uh, there's difficult there's different obstacles that you can collide with, and thus it would either slow your descent or 
stop your descent like you would break your neck against a big rock or something um or it would like throw you wildly off course if you hit certain things like that's that's the kind of obstacles that you'd be facing as you do this descent to the bottom the story like the setting don't know have not come up with anything like that i just was like (laughs) no (laughs) even though i hate heights i was like hey this diving thing that's really cool i also like to imagine that uh can fight things as you're descending mm-hmm. so like you've got a sword you can like bat other people away maybe you're competing with people and slash or maybe there's just like birds that will try to peck at you um, as you fly down so like maybe like landing on a rock won't instantly kill you you just smash the rock and you lose a heart and then you keep flying down but then there's enemies who are like flying at you and you gotta sword so- fight them so each level is basically a jump is what you're yes kind of yes each level is a jump um, and then your your real goal is to either get down in the fastest time or the highest score, uh, hit, like, perfect it, like, hit all the, like, rings, and maybe there's, like, side goals, too, like, depending on which weapons that you might be able to collect. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're adding this combat aspect, you might be able to get, like, bombs or something, and, like, if you drop bombs, taking in con- into consideration, like, wind direction is another, uh, like, obstacle uh, thing. Uh-huh. Like, if you drop the bombs just right, they'll hit, like, something later, further down than the zone. Even though that's, like, physically impossible because everything hits terminal velocity and, like, lands at the same time, if I remember Bill Nye the Science Guy correctly. (laughs) But for the purpose of this game, you'll be able to drop bombs ahead of you, they'll explode, and, like, you might be able to, like, get a secret treasure and then, like... Secret treasure. (laughs) So every level might have, like, in addition to hitting 100% of the rings, there might be, like three secret treasures that you have to collect, kind of like the uh, Waddle Dees in Forgotten Land, Kirby in the Forgotten Land. So your goal is to A, hit all of the rings, B, do it as fast as possible, C, collect the secret treasures, D, survive all the way down to the bottom. That's probably A. That's probably enough. Now that I think about it, probably survival is probably the top priority. But but... also I think you're probably, this is probably enough of game. Like I think you've got game. Yeah. This is game. Um, I do have a question plot-wise. So do you see it plot as like, here's the the tiers I'm going to give. There's Mario tier plot where it's like, this is barely a plot. There's um, Kirby level plot where you think it's going to be like Mario plot, but like actually there's a little bit more plot to it. <laughs> and then there's also, there's also like, like Tears of the Kingdom plot where it's like, this is a game with plot. <laughs> I don't imagine it having much plot because it is about diving from high places and getting to the bottom, which I don't exactly know how you structure a story around that. I don't even have a name for this. I'm going to call it Jump Diver. It's Jump Diver, the game. Uh, Yeah, so cool, Jump Dive. I think that sounds pretty fun. I'm actually really surprised that you came up with this because you are famously afraid of heights. Yeah, Um. I just... I think it's interesting doing it in Tears of the Kingdom because there's no actual threat, realistically. Whereas, like, if I was playing Dark Souls, for example, if I'm on a teetering bridge and an enemy hits me and I fall off, I die. No matter what, I hit the kill plane, my character's dead, it comes up, I die. That triggers the fear that there's, like, a consequence to this. Like, same if I was doing it. In real life, like, there would be a consequence to me falling off a teetering bridge in real life. Tears of the Kingdom? No consequence. Either find water or just save just enough paraglider to land at the last second and 
apparently from certain heights just smash with your weapon. Oh, yeah, I did the yeah. accident and it worked. Fun tip, listeners. No risk. And in fact, I wasn't even horrified. The other day I was playing Tears of the Kingdom and I swan dived into what I thought was a pool of water, but it was two inches deep and I instantaneously died. And that was just a, huh. That, that was wasn't like a, that wasn't like a fear trigger. I also had a little oopsie where I, I just got really hype about diving. I was just so into it that I forgot to do any mitigation at the bottom. So I just hit the ground and just, Immediately died. Incredible. Um, Incredible. But yeah, okay, it's cool. So you want a, a, a diving game, jump dive. I'm into it. It's cool. Thank you. Um, so I've provided a game idea you have, you have. to you. Do you, is this is this a fair trade like ecosystem or, or am oh, I just yeah. handing these out for free? I mean, we are just handing them out for free, but. No, no, no. From me to you now, well, do you have something to return to me? Oh, I I'm mean, doing a weird segue. Yeah, I understand, but it's I'm I'm just saying that you know I don't I don't create game ideas because of reciprocity. I create them out of the love of my heart for our listeners. Fair, okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, I do have a game idea, sort of. So this is going to be more of a vibe check. I feel like we need a vibe check, like sound, like vibe check. Wah, 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 vibe check. Anyway, airborne. Um, what a vibe check means, it just means that I, I have not really brought a fully fledged game idea to the table, but I have something that is we're going to talk about. Um, in this case, it is a mechanic. It is a weather mechanic. Oh. So this is inspired by the rain we had yesterday. We did have rain yesterday. It was yesterday. just rainy. And I was thinking, I wish it were not because it was raining real hard. And um, I think Taylor Swift was that too. I actually just saw videos. She was literally playing in the pouring rain, like the sheets of rain. Oh, she kept playing like on stage. Mm-hmm. Wow, I would have thought that stadiums had rain shields. No, huh? Not this one. You learn something new every day. Not in Massachusetts, anyway. So sheets of rain. Um, and I was like, Ugh, I wish it wasn't this rainy. And I was like, that'd be a fun video game where you get to control the weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's basically the mechanic. However, I want it to kind of be like. And I couldn't remember the name of the game. And I didn't look it up because I think this is funnier. In my head, it's called Ocarina of Seasons. Oracle of Seasons. Or I you are so close. I was not that far away. You are so close. Because I know there's Ocarina of Times. So I'm like, could there also be Ocarina of Seasons? Anyway, uh, Ocarina, no, Oracle of Seasons is yeah. um, where you play. It's actually it's actually part of that indie Legends of Zelda line of games, um, surprisingly. Before... Uh, before Nintendo bought bought the IP. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't realize this this part of the backstory. I thought that this was Nintendo's first game, but it turned. Well, it's Nintendo's first game. They they published. Oh, they bought the IP bought from the IP another from solo a really dev. small another solo really dev. small yeah, solo dev. Exactly. Okay, named Capcom actually. <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, I can't remember if Capcom was the developer or the publisher. Well, I'm pretty anyway. sure Capcom was involved in Oracle of Seasons. That, yeah. So I thought, because like in Oracle of Seasons, the idea is you can change the seasons um, and gameplay and that different like things are available in different seasons. I haven't played it, but I've, I've seen it played. And uh, I Speed thought- Speed Ram specifically. Speed Ram specifically. So like really <laughs> haven't seen it played to be clear. Um, but I do think it would be kind of cool if- there was this weather control element and it's kind of an adventure game and you can only do certain things in certain weather. So like it's raining and you have to like certain bugs or flowers or something only appear in the rain and certain like things only appear in the sun. And, but like, it's also annoying to play in the rain because everything's like slippy and muddy and gross. So you don't want to do it all the time. 
Um, and I feel like there's got to be limitations on the power because if you can just change it willy-nilly, it wouldn't be fun. But anyway, that's that's kind of my vibe. That's my vibe today. It could be fun to just change it willy-nilly. It all depends on the design. So yeah. like, like to a certain extent, limitation can limitations can create fun or like they can create the challenge or difficulty. But like, unless there's somehow a situation where like, if I jump off this cliff in the rain and then in midair, I am able to change it to sunny. <laughs> like this allows me to bypass some portion of the game, but that's also the stuff we love from GDQ. That's true. I was going to say, this is like, that's like, like prime speed runner territory yeah. right there. So the way that Oracle of Seasons does it is there are stumps that with a certain item you can change the weather from. So like there's specific locations that when you get a certain item and certain upgrades for that item, because if I remember right, each season is a different like gem that you have to get. Okay. So like I mean, a... again, I've never played the game. So yeah, yeah, okay, sure, so, sounds good. <laughs> so, so that's the way that they limit it. Um, then like Ocarina of Time limits like it has weather changing you have to get a song of sun a sun song and a song of storms and that will allow you to kind of manipulate the weather so like uh that's a little more freeform because you can do it just whenever wherever you don't need to be like where the developer you intended to, like, you to change it earn but it. yes you have to earn it and then you just have to pull out your ocarina and do it so you can't do it like mid jump right i think I think I'd want it to be something where, like, maybe you do earn it, like, you, you find, like, whatever, a stone or something that allows you to do it. So, like, you maybe you start with just sunny and cloudy, and that's all you've got. What if they're consumables? Ooh, so you have to, like, eat the cloud pie? Yeah. Yeah, so you find or bake yeah. a cloud pie. You eat it, and it makes it cloudy. That's kind of fun. And then maybe it could be... Folks, we've played way too much Tierras of the Kingdom because I'm like, I'm like, oh, then it could be for like different amounts of time, like depending on what ingredients oh, you use. And I'm like, that yeah. is just cooking in Tierras of the Kingdom. Yes, yes. And then, okay. And then you, you make, you make the environmental puzzles related to the weather. Okay. So like maybe, maybe you can cause a mudslide at a certain location and that will reveal a cave. Ooh, that would be cool. That'd be fun and cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we can we can think big and like have like multiple like like neat like not niche weather, but you know, there might be specific biomes which are like incapable of certain weathers. Like, oh, yeah. you can't rain in a desert. You like you uh, maybe it rains for like a second, like you can't sustain it. Yeah, it'll dry up. It doesn't do what you think it's gonna do. Right. That's and, fun. That's fun. And this this so this sounds like an open world game. It does sound like an open world game. Again, I mean, I just I feel like my brain is so playing Tears of the Kingdom yeah. all the time that it's hard not to think about an open Folks, world game. Just pretend it's Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild. Just pretend it's that. Only the gimmick is eating pies to change the weather. Yeah. And Instead like, of this Skyland crap. Obviously the story would be different. I don't know what the story would be, but. Um, so there's this princess. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Unless the princess is like the main character, that might be fun. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You're the pie princess, the pine, pine, pine stress. Okay, well that's what the game's called. It's called Pine Stress Weather <laughs> Fortune. Pine Stress. Poland. Weather Fortune. Yes. <laughs> we nailed it. We nailed it, and we that wasn't even a rapid fire. That wasn't even a rapid fire, round. Even that a was rapid a fire round. Wow, incredible game. Incredible. Well, that brings us to our next segment. 
which is Isaac and or Claire asks this question. Well, so nobody's asking a question. Somebody did ask a question, a question two a weeks w- ago. Not even. Two episodes ago. Not Yes. Three episodes? Okay, I, two episodes two ago. Two or three episodes ago. A question and it was, was about asked. patents in video games and like copywriting specific ideas and stuff. And I did look into that. And now that I'm thinking about it, you know, I'm sitting in the middle of a room without a notebook no. around. I don't have my notes. So I'm going to do this off the top of my head. Do you, you want to go get your notes? Like I did not make notes. Oh, okay. No. Okay. This is a metaphorical could have existed notebook. This is a could have existed okay. notebook. I'm Doesn't realizing exist. in media res that I have mis- mistakenly made mistakes yeah. Um, so this is funny because you were like, you were like, you thought you were ready to present this last week, and then I said, ah, oh, let's not. Yeah. So, anyways, all right. So, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna boil it down uh-huh. to its most basic concept. You cannot copyright a mechanic or an idea. You can copyright an expression of a mechanic. And I, I use copyright a little loosely, and I know that legally, copyright and trademark. patent and trademark are all different things. Yeah. Um, you can protect, so I guess boiling it down, you can protect an idea, you cannot protect an expression. Or sorry, sorry. Opposite, opposite right? You cannot protect an idea, you can protect, protect an expression. So, Tears of the Kingdom example. There is a patent on the arise or ascend, ascend. ascend mechanic. And... Um, I looked into the patent a little, but it was written in Japanese, so I couldn't understand <laughs> it. But it did have really cool pictures uh, <laughs> of like how the mechanic worked. So like you couldn't do it if the surface above you was too jagged. Mm-hmm. I've um, learned so, that the hard way. <laughs> so they've created a very specific way that this mechanic works, which makes it an expression that they could patent. And now no other game can ever do ascend the same way that Tears of the Kingdom does, but. Tears of the Kingdom's Ascend is really just, you know, and it's not exactly this, but in a way, platformers have forever had the idea of one-way platforms where you can jump from the bottom up and, like, not then go back down. Like, Kirby games have this, Mario games have, like, it's just a standby for platformers. Ascend is, in many ways, that mechanic, but with its specific expression of like here are the requirements for you to actually be able to do it here's like i show like they show you looking up and then they have you jump through and and um it's done not necessarily through one-way platforms that all makes it a unique thing that you know you cannot produce in your own game you could just you can make it so that you can jump from the ground below as long as you don't do it exactly the same way Nintendo does it, or at least not the way they have pat- patented. And, you know, you can look at their patent and you can see how close yours is. You can talk to a lawyer about it. There was a couple other examples, um, like Tetris is a game that you can pretty easily copy 99% of, um, as long as you don't use the exact same shapes, I believe it was. Wow. Um, or, you know... I don't think you can use like the Tetris song in the game. Well, I think what's interesting about video game and copyright laws and all that is there's so much, there is so much IP that goes into a game. Like you've got characters and story, which it can be copyrighted. I'm assuming kind of like a book, right? Yeah. Or anything. Like Link is cop- right. is is protected as Other IP Nintendo. in the same way as uh, Captain America or something exactly. like like you cannot make a game that has Link. In Link. It. <laughs> you can have a Goodness. character named Link as long as it's different enough 
right. from any existing representation of of link. Well, yeah, and that's just general cre- like creative copyright stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah, basi- ex- basically, exactly. yeah, like the biggest thing is going to be um, distinguishability. So, like if 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 they suspect that your work could be confused for the other work, whatever it is, and any lawsuit, then like that's going to be the one of the biggest things that they'll be like, that's yeah. a violation. Um, Actually, but yeah. Sorry, I just thought of another example that I looked up. So Nintendo owns the um, the no no nobody but Nintendo can implement a like sanis, sanity system in a video game because Nintendo oh had a game called Alone in the Dark on the GameCube or N sixty four I forget which one where they had basically a health bar which measured your character's sanity and as that got lower the game would mess up. Like it would act like glitches were happening or like things that, that weren't supposed to happen w- would happen. That's very cool. Unexpected things happen. So no other game can do that. Why? Well, that doesn't seem right. Like it seems like no other game could do it exactly that way, but couldn't they have like some choices yes. don't become available for you or. So like... in a way, yes, I have played another game not made by Nintendo called Call of Cthulhu Dark Corners of the Earth, which did have a sanity system, but all that did was it made your character's vision blur as you saw scary things. So, like, they had a sanity system, but it did not, like, modify the gameplay in any way. It was effectively, like, a second health bar that as if, if it if it went down all the way to zero, your character would die. The end. Uh, instead of, like, make weird things happen in the video game. I do think that's really interesting. I think... I don't know. It is it is all interesting. And then yeah, there's also the music I think is probably copyrighted separately. So whether or not they hire people to make the music like in house or if they like buy rights to a song. Yeah. Then, you know, that's kind of like a separate thing. So it's just like a whole lot goes in. Uh, but it is interesting to think about whether or not you can copyright like like you were saying, like these these gameplay design elements, right? And the answer is kind of yes, kind of no. I feel like it's very similar to choreography actually. Like there's or recipes, there's like a lot of debate, and one of the reasons that recipes online have so much writing is because you cannot copyright a list of instructions, um, but you can copyright any of the surrounding material. Yes, so it makes it distinguishable as yours. Yeah, Yeah. whereas the other stuff is SEO, like that's just known. But (laughs) yeah, um, that's why like when you make a cookbook, like I could theoretically grab a cookbook off my shelf and make another cookbook with every single same recipe. I just couldn't use any of the photos, any of the stories. Like I'd have to write okay. my own everything else. And and like for tabletop games, like you cannot copy paste rules text, even if the mechanic is exactly the same. Like that's the difference. Like you can roll a 20 sided die, but you cannot copy paste. I feel like, I feel like if it was in a numbered list or a bulleted list of instructions, you could make an argument for copy and pasting instructions because technically you cannot copyright a list of instructions. Oh, maybe that's why no tabletop war game rule books are, are written like in instructions. A good format. <laughs> Potentially, yes. Well, I also, I mean, this is a little bit off topic, but I, it does kind of grind my gears a bit where I've been getting into like old D&D and like I bought a couple older D&D books and they are literally designed to be copied. Like they have... They, they like tell you how to arrange it yourself in your own notebook. Like they're yeah. designed to be photocopied. They're all black and white, really clear. You know, it's like yeah. 
very clearly designed to be used like that. And the new books and like Isaac capitalism happened. Yeah, they <laughs> they are literally designed to be difficult to photocopy. Like they have so much background color and like background like graphics that if you photocopied it in any low quality, it's gonna look terrible. And it's like that's feels very on purpose, and I doubt it's not on purpose. And you know, it's it's this. I don't know. I'm torn because I obviously I want people's stuff to be protected, but at the same time, I think especially when it comes to creative things, like we all need to share, and like sharing is caring. <laughs> but sharing is caring. Um, I am interested too. I mean, this is like a question. If anyone knows the answer, there was a, an opera in Los Angeles. I think it only ran for like three days, but it was called Super Flute, and it was um, an adaptation of the Magic Flute, which I believe is a Mozart opera, but the theme was Mario. Oh, no, not just Mario, Nintendo. So, like, Link was there, Mario's there, like, Donkey Kong's there. And I looked at this description, and I was Googling and Googling, and I just could not figure out, like, how they were allowed to do that. I still don't know, because... Maybe it was only up for three days, so Nintendo didn't have enough time to get their lawyers together to stomp it out. Yeah, I mean, it also could have been charity, potentially. So, like, the biggest thing, what I've run into in copyright stuff, is, like, if you're not getting making money from it, it's harder to, like even care about suing you right because so like if you made a free fan production of you know a nintendo thing and it was only one weekend and it was like for your friends or like for your school or your acting club like that's probably fine but the second you start charging for it that's when like the eye the the eyebrows go up like oh oh we can't do that and so that's why i'm like very curious because they were charging tickets it was the opening show for the opera season and i'm just like but nothing on the website had, like, they used the word Nintendo, but there was no, like, like trademark after oh. it, which I feel like is, like, suspicious. And there was nothing that said, like, this production is, like, blessed by Nintendo. You know, so... It, I guarantee that it wasn't because Nintendo is notorious for shutting down yeah. even free fan which things. Which is why it's weird to me Yeah, <laughs> that this just got to happen and no well, one seemed to care legally. People did care in the sense that they thought it was cool. And yeah. I would have tried to see it if I was in Los Angeles. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know. It is. It's like this really weird gray area of like, how much can you really claim? Yeah. And I'm going to loop back around back to video games because I have one more thing to note. There are certain aspects that are just considered aspects of like genres or video games themselves that existed for so long in video games that no one was allowed to patent them oh. anymore. And Ooh, like, yes, tell me about this. Uh, well, I forget the exact example, but like, there's there's just certain things like you cannot patent the pause menu. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, Can you imagine if you could patent? You cannot the pause patent menu? lives. You cannot patent cheat codes. Like things that that mm-hmm. at, if you had done it in the '80s, you could have gotten away with it, probably. But because video games were allowed to do it for so long, it was just like, okay, this is like open common license. Well, like you said, it's like it's like inherent to something being able to happen. Yes. Right. Like, okay, so I think about choreography a lot because um that that's a debate that comes up. It's like who owns the rights to dance moves? Like it's moving your body. Like how is that copyrightable? Um, but you know, it's like if you tried to patent or or trademark like running onto the stage. Jazz hands? So they're not patented, but they are very much one choreographer. Are they really? Yeah, uh, Fosse was like oh. known for it. I don't know if they're like invented by him. Okay, interesting. That, that's a funny example because it's actually like known where it comes from. Um, 
No, but like running onto stage, right? Like just like dancerly running onto stage. You could not patent that because then no one could get onto stage. Mm-hmm. Well, they would have to walk onto stage. But you could patent that. You know, it's, it's kind of it's like it's like <laughs> having lives in a video game, having like a health bar. Like if you yeah. didn't have that, you couldn't play video games. It just wouldn't yes. happen. <laughs> now, the thing that I would be curious about is. If we come up with any unique mechanics on this podcast, does the existence of these episodes make it so other companies cannot patent them? Like, if we came up with and described the expression of Ascend <laughs> two years ago, so and then Tears of the Kingdom came out, do you th- and we saw that Nintendo patented it, do you think we could unpatent it? Do you like we wouldn't have the power okay. to? We would no. need here's, money. Here's but... from what I understand, and so for the listener's sake, I did go to film school, so most of my copyright knowledge is based on like film projects and like that kind of creative project. Um, but basically, in the U.S., you don't need to file a copyright to have a copyright on your intellectual property. Right. So anything we say on this podcast, technically, we own the rights yes. to those ideas. Um, however, we do encourage you to get out there and make that game. So you know, <laughs> potato, potato. But. Um, so technically we could like, we couldn't undo a patent though. So if someone hears an idea and they, they file for a patent and we didn't file for a patent, then we don't have a big case. It's like, if we both filed for a patent at the same time and they're trying to decide which patent is valid, then we'd have a case because we'd be like, well, this podcast was recorded on XYZ date and that was before the patent was filed. But if they already filed a patent for it and we didn't, I mean, we could still probably sue them for some amount of money. But we couldn't, like, I don't think we could take their patent away unless we wanted to file one in contest. Okay. I think. Now, again, I am nowhere near a lawyer, okay? If you are a lawyer, contact us because oh this gosh. is interesting. If you are a creative rights lawyer, anything like that, I like, please come on the podcast. Yes, and so talk fun. about this. I am fascinated by that. And, 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 and uh, like, let, let's figure out if we can make enough episodes that eventually we come up with every video game idea so no studio well, can ever patent an idea again. I mean, all, at the same time, I'm sure we've video game ideas for video games that do already exist, and we oh, just do not know. Most likely, yes. Because, um, I mean, the amount of games on Steam is incredible. That's um, French. Almost. I said it weird, but... You know. Oh, okay. Incroyable. Well, well, I think it's time for our last, next and last... Next and, and our last. Our ultimate um, bit. Our ultimate. Our ultimate. Yeah, it's not a bit. Segment? Segment. <laughs> yes, we are scholars on this podcast. That's a She-Ra reference. <laughs> All right. I have five minutes on the clock. Batman. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm ready. Are we going to explain? Oh, yeah. Sorry. This is the rapid fire round. This is where we have five minutes to generate a game idea from only three random words. We have to come up with the title and the mechanics and all that good jazz. And yeah, that's what we do. We do it three times. And if we fail, we still have not come up with a We still don't thing. have a fail case. We've only failed we twice, though. So Yeah, so hopefully it won't um, happen listeners, again. Listeners, if you have an idea of what we should do when we fail, we e- don't come up with a game in five minutes. Email us punishments. Please email us. <laughs> <laughs> Please email us punishments. Yes, thank you. Yes, good, good, good. Okay, all right. Our first three words. R, one, two, three, go. Consumer. <laughs> Tile. Okay. Harm. Okay. I have an immediate idea based on things we're listening to right now. Hit hit me. So we were listening to a podcast episode about H.H. H. Holmes, who built the murder castle. Of a podcast called Morbid. A podcast Cite called our Morbid. <laughs> yes. Um, and the murder castle is like this, this basically like 
building. A hotel yeah. built for a man to murder people in. So it could be like a little H.H. H. Holmes, a little Edgar Allan Poe, where like tiling people up behind a wall. Oh, oh, and a, a, a cask of Amontillado. Yes, okay. and the okay. consumer were tricking them. This is not a regular store. This is a murder store. Okay, so people come into the store. <laughs> I don't know if I love that we're playing as a murderer. No, yeah, I'm also- Are you a I victim just... and you have to escape the murder store? Oh, so we use our words as like the, the setup, the plot. Mm. And then it's basically like an escape room, like horror video game. Yes. Okay. I like that. So, okay, you come into a store. You come in to buy tiles. It's a tile store. It's a tile store. Yeah, of course. Why not? You are knocked out by gas. You wake up in a room. Then you you are able to escape somehow, and then you have to escape out of this, like, labyrinthine catacombs of a building to get built by the Tartarians. Obviously, obviously. And then you have to get back to the surface while evading the shopkeeper, Hoomstiz. Hoomstiz. A psychopathic yep. murderer. Yep. Who traps all his victims and you'll learn like the lore. I think what would also be fun about this game is having, because it's in a tile store and tile is one of our words, is in the in the visual design is like every room is made from different types of tiles and it's all tiles. Like everything is and, just and, tiles. And, and like you could have like the hints in the tiles. Like maybe this oh, person yeah, is like, break they tiles. make yeah. it a game. So like they have arrows in the wall, like in, in tiles. Yep. Or, or like different patterns yep. that like indicate like oh purple tiles have spikes in them and in you have this to room. Learn this, I like that a lot. Yeah, you learn the tile language of this freakazoid. All right, but what's the name? Intiled. I was thinking like because like projectile, but like there's nothing to project. But, yeah. But like, is there any other word that ends in tile? Mercantile. Nothing. <laughs> This is actually a sequel to Mercula, Mercantilism, Mercantilism 1759 or whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's one of my um, favorites. Um, okay, so I feel like maybe we shouldn't go for a pun. Okay. Maybe. All right, well, then I have to say my last pun, which was escape tile. Escape tile. Nope. All right. Okay. Uh, How much time do we have? We have two minutes. Oh, okay. We got. We're, um, we're good, I work. want some. So I said the word Tartarian. I'm gonna combine it with another thing. Reptile people that rule the world. Uh, this is part of the deep lore of it. Can can we fit reptile in there somehow? Like <gasps> the store owner, the tile store owner is a reptile who lives in a Tartarian building, and the Tartarians were reptile people. Okay, so this is like just in the game universe of your Tartarian building game that you pitched? Yes. Okay. Well, that's the real world, because the Tartarians are real. No, they're not. The we don't, buildings. We don't, do, we don't do that on a podcast. But... We aren't part of the problem. Okay. The Tartarians are not real. The conspiracy is not real. <laughs> the people did not build all of the good-looking buildings in the world using ancient technology that modern humans cannot reproduce. Fine, you got Thank me you. to admit it. Thank you. Also, the Earth is flat in this game universe, not in real life. Okay, you know what? Whatever. Reptile. Reptiled. Because you get, like, tiled in. Reptiled. Okay, boom. All right, one minute left. Reptiled. Uh, horror, puzzle-solving, escape room video game. Okay. <laughs> Get knocked out by a tile store owner and have to who's escape their, their death trap yeah. dungeon. No, it's a tile store owner who's a reptile slash yeah. conspiracy theorist. So yes. That's part of it. All, All right. right. Ready for our next three. Butters. I am. And I'm starting in one, two, three, go. 
Face, contact, old. Face to face, contact, old. I was thinking like um, face off. So I was thinking of like door door knocking, like political door knocking, but political. in like old people homes. Okay. Right. Because because that's like not, a big that's a big part about politics, and I'm not trying to make it political here. I'm just saying a big no part of politics. There's no word that's politic in the. So you are making it political. But like, it's very important that, and I'm thinking of this as like an edutainment kind of game. Oh, like, is it a learn them up game? A learn them up kids game to teach them why they need to go door to door. No, kids. No, also, kids do not make good political. And also, where does old come in in that scenario? Well, because this might. Okay, I'm realizing that this sounds bad, but you can easily influence the vote of an old person just by getting in contact with them. <laughs> like people who live at re- in retirement homes, um, and like I could be wrong. This is just what I've heard from people who like do this stuff. But like, if you go say hi to them and say, "Hey, vote for this candidate in this election." 99% chance they will do it just because, like, you talked to them and they aren't one of the nurses that, like, gives them pills every day. No. Like, you are just a human that has shown them some kind of kindness and warmth, and they are now going to vote for whoever you said without looking any deeper into it. I- I'm struggling. Okay, so I'm we're going to throw that the... idea out. Okay. I was we're, gonna say... We talked about it for long enough. Uh... I was just struggling with the how it's a game. That's where I was getting stuck. Well, I, that's why I said it's an edutainment because it doesn't really need to be a game. But we also don't want to teach children to manipulate old people. Yeah, that's okay. why. That's I, why we're when I it. when I was about to say the justification for it, I was like, oh no, this is actually bad. Okay, so moving um, quickly on. Face we're contact. We're trading faces. Okay, so we're trading faces. Contact and what's the last word? Old face old. contact. Oh old. my god. Okay, so you. Okay, you are a person. Your face got traded with someone else, but now you have to find the person who has your old face, contact Ooh. them, get in contact with them, and either get your face back or stop them from doing a bad identity thing. Identity theft. It's like identity. Th- it's called. It's, it's called. It's called identity it's theft. It's called identity yes. theft. Someone has stolen your identity, and now you have to follow the trail of clues. Basically, I think a cool mechanic oh, would. You be- go through your contact list and find out who they've gotten in contact with. Right, because like they're using your identity, so you go to your friend oh, Jack yeah. and be like, "Hey, Did have I... you talked to me in the yeah. last week?" But I also think it'd be kind of fun. So, like in this universe, you can switch faces. So, like you, part of the gameplay or like puzzle solving could be like, I switched faces with like a police officer, so I could borrow his car. And oh, I so it's like a mechanic with... where like now you can just. I think that would be fun. Steal other people's identities. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Okay. Is yeah. That too weird. Um. No, but it is adding a lot into the so so like we gotta bring it back together. So like, are you someone who had because ha- I think if you had your face stolen, but you are somebody who can just change your face at well, will. Well, so I, I think it happened when your face got because in my fa- in my idea it's not like stolen it's swapped. Okay. Well, but, no, that's too easy. Right, because you can just swap your face with that. Like you don't have a natural face if you're a natural like face. Switcher. Well, no, 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 but I mean like. Like when your your face gets stolen, then you have the power because you have no face. Oh, so you can take oh. on any face. Okay, I like this. Okay, so that's they've accidentally unlocked the power within you. Yes, exactly. And now you can use this to get revenge. And we can always say it's like you're not swapping, you're mimicking, right? So it's like because yes. you have no face because they took your face. Okay, so it just like clays yes. into their. Okay, 
And so that's 27 seconds left on the clock. We Identity have it. Theft. Identity theft. Um, you solve a mystery by adventuring around the city, swapping faces with people to get where you need to go to find the person responsible for your face loss. Woo. All right. Or who who stole your identity. This is why I love this, this section, folks, because it really, like, we would never have come up with that game in no, any other scenario. No. <laughs> um, but here we are saying it out loud to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We are here at our final three words of the day. All right. I'm starting in five, four, three, two, one, go. <laughs> I don't know I why I started at me from completely five. completely confused as to what he said. Um, that's good. All right. The words are swear, sandwich, and design. And I just first want to say really quick that we've done so many food-based games and they make me really happy. We even did one about graphic designing food. So I just think it's funny and, and now let's make a game. Okay. But we've got to come up with something that like completely branches out of those ideas because like we got to the point where we just <laughs> say- the same one again, so but many here's food the twist. Games. So many food games. So but that's that's a... swear sandwich and design. Swear sandwich design. It's also funny because aren't Subway people called designers like sandwich designers? I think so. Oh, artists. No, they're sandwich artists. Oh, okay. So, okay. Oh, man. I'm trying to, I want this to be some kind of like knighthood. Like you swear an Ugh. oath. Oh, like the Earl of Sandwich. The That's a Earl thing. of Sandwich. But you are you're you are all sandwich. And you have a heraldric design. Okay. I was trying to like avoid the sandwich part, but either like sandwiches are very important in this universe, or it is like historically based of the Earl of Sandwich or whatever. Or, like, or what if everyone is a sandwich and that's just the character design? People are just sandwich people. But there's no reason and we don't talk but about no- it. Oh, actually, that would be really funny. Um, jousting yeah. would be like skewering the sandwich with oh a toothpick, gosh, and yes. like there would be an olive on the end. So it's just like a medieval action adventure game for no reason ever discussed. Every character is a sandwich. Okay, and there will be a lot of jousting and with character toothpicks. design. You get to design your sandwich at the beginning of the game, yeah. and you get to pick all the condiments and everything. That and goes they in give it. you different stats and yes. stuff. Like instead of picking, I'm a orc fighter. You are like, I'm a Roast beef with provolone cheese. I love it. And then you can pick like part of that is picking your like you said like the where you're you're swearing your loyalty to. So there's like yeah. different kingdoms, and you pick where where that loyalty lies, and then you fight in tournaments Ooh. to heraldry. So heraldry is important, but let's say the actual bread part is the heraldry. <laughs> so like there's the rye kingdom, the I love it. Canadian white, kingdom. yeah. Um. Okay. All right, so like, and then like when you change loyalties, Sourdough. you change you change your your bread, but your insides stay the same. Wow, it's a big metaphor. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> I actually love this game. Yeah, like okay, so like the bread itself is like the armor and clothes yeah. in a way, and like <laughs> toasting gives you a defense oh boost. Oh my gosh, this is a beautiful, beautiful game. All of a sudden, okay, we need to <laughs> name it. We need a really good name for this game. So I, mean, I am bread is already to- taken. Yeah, Earl of Sandwich is a good one, but it doesn't really make a ton of sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it implies like I actually don't know anything about the Earl of Sandwich. I don't, either. but I, I do think of like a knightliness. I do think of like medieval times. Yeah. that could be false. Yeah, I don't know. I really know nothing either. Um, but 
that was if you heard that that was the cat grumbly meowing as i touched her tail as she walked past um okay so uh how much time do we have we we have a minute and 30 seconds okay, we but cannot like i lose this one i can't think of how to like sell that this is sandwiches like sword fighting unless you call it earl sandwich i i and that, that might not even work because earl sandwich could be some guy in the 1800s okay what like, if you, call it, what if you call it earl, um earls of sandwich defend the kingdom defend your kingdom earls of sandwich choose your king earl swear i'm okay. just gonna stop okay you know it. what i'm gonna go with it i'm gonna go earls earls of sandwich Yes. So, <laughs> yes, and that, and then the plot is like the inter the combating of the earls, and I'm gonna have to look up what status a earl is okay, compared to a you, duke. Why don't you look that up while I do the close out? Okay. All right. So I'm gonna stop it. We've yeah. got 34 seconds left. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, and then I'm gonna look up what is an earl. Oh, well, also look up the Earl of Sandwich specifically. Oh yeah, okay. I'm gonna um, start with that. All first. right. Well, Isaac does his research. That is the end of our show. We hope you enjoyed listening. We are on social media. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook at Make That Game Pod. You can also find us on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash Make That Game. You can find us on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash at Make That Game. Um, you can also send us an email. Apparently, you can email us um, punishments that we can do for losing. <laughs> and that's going to be makethatgamepodcast at gmail.com. Um, we do have some exciting news, interest things, I don't know, updates. Um, one thing that's cool that I can't talk about too much, but I did get a closed beta key to test a game that exists. Oh. And that's really exciting. And Amazing. I haven't tried it yet, but um, I won't really be able to talk about it until much later. But it's exciting and cool, and it makes me feel very, very professional. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is GSGDQ, Summer Games Done Quick, is starting on Sunday the 28th, I believe it is. It's next Sunday, whatever that Sunday is. I think it's the 28th. Um, and that is a speedrunning marathon for charity. We loved doing it. We love talking about it. We love watching it. I say doing it. We don't speedrun in it. We just watch it and enjoy it and participate and donate. So we encourage all of our listeners to do the same. Um, last year, we did do a live stream um, the day of, and I think that would be really fun. But we are having uh, Isaac is traveling that weekend. We'll also have a guest with us. So we shall see, but we'll be posting on our social media if that will happen, if we'll do another live. Um, basically, we streamed on Twitch right before the event and then dropped everyone off at the event and called it the party bus. And I think it was really fun. So hopefully we'll be able to do that again. Um but yeah, I think that's it. Isaac, do you have your sandwich information? So the Earl of Sandwich was in like the 1750s. So not medieval. Okay. So like Revolutionary no. War era. Okay. Like America was discovered. Okay. Like, All right. So um, not medieval. Uh, and also, I, I there's a lot about Earls. It seems like it's about the same rank as Duke. Okay. okay. So like... There could the this game world would have multiple earldoms, each mm -hmm. represented by a different slice of bread. Okay. Um, and it could we and could they just would be say, warring with each other. Yeah, and we can just say it, it can still take place in medieval times. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. We don't have to be accurate. But if this is this is an Earl of Sandwich. This is Earls. Earls of, of sandwich. sandwich. Yes, because they're Earls and they're sandwiches. It has nothing to do with the man. 
Exactly. All right. It's just a pun that depends on his name. Right. <laughs> so, with that being said, if you heard a game idea today, including Earls of Sandwich, that you think just needs to exist in this wide world, we encourage you to get out there and make, make that, that game. game.